Say, Jesus is Lord of all, all of my life. Amen. Amen. Uh, a couple things here before we get started. You can turn to Luke chapter 6 this morning. Luke chapter 6. I want to uh, say thank you to all those people that helped pick up. Gabe, or Brad said it was probably the best turnout we've had, and, and uh, we appreciate that. We got it done in, in short order, and it, it makes a statement when you come down the road to a church when the beer cans are picked up. Amen? Not just beer cans, but there's all kinds of trash. And then I also want to thank you. Um, when Mike Keyes was here, uh, we sent him home with six, over $6,000. And what does that say? That makes a statement. You know, when you can do that, you can, you can say Jesus is Lord of all. Because you sowed so generously into his life and ministry. And, and uh, I know that he was blessed and Ethel's blessed. And, and uh, so I commend you for your giving. I thank you for that. The other thing is, um, if you have not been water baptized, and, and Julie had said that Colby Sam was interested in being water baptized here, and, and because there's a there's a tie here with the church, which there should be, you know, Colby was raised in this church, and and she'd like to be water baptized. Well, uh, what we're going to do is give you an invitation if you have not been water baptized. And uh, this would be the, the last opportunity for the year. And uh, we want to bless Sam and do that. So I want you to see, Julie, if, if your children are old enough, they're old enough to know what water baptism, we teach them. And uh, so I want to encourage you to do that because it is in the Scripture. It's important. And uh, it's something, it's a milestone. You look back, and, and I remember when Kathy and I were water baptized. Remember where we were water baptized? At Bob Yandian's church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We were raised Methodists. They didn't believe in immersion. And so that was new to us. But it's an important thing. It's important for your children. So please talk to Julie, and, and then we'll give you that opportunity next Sunday. Amen? Also, Friday, we'll, we will be... Uh, having a marriage ceremony here on Saturday and, and uh, rehearsal on Friday. So I don't know who's cleaning the church, but we'll try to make sure the church is cleaned up and picked up afterwards. And, and uh, we want the church looking nice, and we, it looked nice for the funeral. We had everything set up, and thank Nate for helping in the sound for doing that. And it was an outreach. I just am in, in my heart. Right now, Brad, Pastor Brad's been teaching on alms, it's really a time to, to start thinking about how we can bless people. And I don't even re- mean, yes, this year, but I, I, I want to go into next year thinking, how can I be a blessing and how can this church be a blessing to our community? And I'll tell you, one of the best ways is money, honey. It's money. And nothing says more that when you give your finances and so it and so I've got some ideas and, and things that we can do and if if you know we're going to give give money then what do you need? Money. God gives you and I the ability to gain wealth, to establish his covenant, not yours, his covenant. And so I want you to start expecting money, finances. 
And and then what you need to realize, God wants you to keep some of that. You don't have to give it all away, but use it. I, I've learned through the years, and I heard this years and years ago, and I, it took me a while to understand this concept, but money is nothing but a tool. I use money as a tool to make money, and you can do that too. And so get ready for that. Luke chapter 6 and verse 27, I'm going to read a passage of Scripture to you. You might not like what I have to share today, but you got to sit here and listen anyway. <clears throat> Luke chapter 6 and verse 27. And who, who's reading? Whose words are these? Pastors? No, these are Jesus' words. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Got no amen. Pathetic. I could have said, but thus saith the Spirit of God make money, and everybody go, yeah, amen. <coughs> but Jesus here says, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. And pray for those who spitefully use you. Anyone ever been cursed? Me? Anybody ever felt used by someone? Sure. To him who strikes you on the one cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who asks of you. And from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. Verse 35, but love your enemies. Do good and land, hoping for nothing in return. That's not the world, is it? And your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind. Now listen, this is hard for some of us. But he is kind to the unthankful and to the evil. We only thought God's, you know, kind and good to the church uh-uh it rains on the just and the unjust therefore be merciful just as your father also is merciful so if our god is a merciful god and we're his children should we not you know have the same characteristics shouldn't we love should we not be merciful every parent looks at their kids and thinks there's got to be some things in our kids like you know, mom and dad. They're, my boys are a lot like their mother. Amen. And I'll tell you what, it's good because there's, there's good things. She's a strong woman and she's imparted that strength. And amen. And, uh, but I look at them and, you know, part of me years and years ago thought, what would it be like if my kids were in the ministry? And I, there's times I thought, I, don't, I really don't care if my kids are in the ministry. My kids, my boys can do whatever God called them to do. They don't have to be preachers. Too many preachers try to make their kids preachers. And I look at them today and say they're not preachers. 
They're not pastoral. I don't see a lot of pastoral in them. What's well, all right? They should take be relieved of that, that they don't have to fit the mold. You know, when you got a mohawk and you're fighting in US in the ring, whole different group. But aren't you glad your parents give you the freedom to do that instead of saying, you've got to be this way and you've got to act like that? Should I pick on you? You're number two. No. Okay. I'll leave you alone today. You know, those boys, your boys don't have to grow out and be like dad. I'm hoping they'll be more like your mother. She's a sweet one. What's that? Oh, that's just except at home. Yeah, I understand that. I can relate. Now, I want to go through this quickly. There are um, blessing someone who has harmed you or hurt you might be the most difficult thing you've ever done. Anyone here ever been offended with someone big time? Well, I'm a preacher, so I could raise all my feet, my hands, because I've had people speak nasty things and say things about me and my family and, you know... I don't care. Amen? Years ago, you know, you can get offended, but I just, it just comes with the territory. But all of us have been offended. All of us this coming week might be a, have an opportunity to be offended. I have noticed that usually it comes from your family. I don't mean my immediate family, but there's a circle of people that you influence, your family members and relatives. And a lot of times the enemy will use those people to really try to offend you and hurt you and speak ill of you. I'll never forget, I had a cousin one time when I got filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues as a young man. I was so on fire for God and excited. And and he must have found out about it. And he said something to me and made a statement. And he he basically just let me know that I was, there's something wrong with me. And I'll never forget, I went home. I can remember standing in, in the old house we used to live in, in front of the mirror with tears streaming down my face because of what he said to me. That same man suffered a, a major heart attack not long a few years later, we were living on, I can still remember where the phone was, and I, and I called him. And I said, let me pray for you. And he was a Catholic. He, they're Catholic. Weren't they Catholic? Yeah. And he was, and I always liked him, but he was kind of, he was a coach, kind of rough. You understand? You're not rough, though. You're a sweet coach. He's a good coach. He could be rough if he wants to be. Sometimes they need it. But I prayed for him. And I felt a release. Even after all those years of him saying, you speak with other tongues, you're, you know. And today, we just went to family reunion. He's still alive. I have no ill will towards him at all. I love him. And see, that's what we're talking about today. And we're going to look at four ways that you can do this. The scripture gives us four ways on how to deal with blessing somebody that hates you. <clears throat> Number one is that you're to speak well of your enemies. Everyone say, speak well. 
speak well of your enemies. And we, we see this in the scripture, okay? The word <clears throat> for um, bless is the word we use. We get the word eulogy or to eulogize someone. I did this uh, Friday at this funeral and bless his heart, this young man that lost his wife, I, I had to be sensitive. I was getting a little upset because I couldn't get any information from him. I, I couldn't tell what he wanted me to do. I didn't know. I knew two people out of this whole big room, and the, the, the mother, I know, of the, of the young lady that passed away. And uh, I couldn't get any information. I got frustrated. And, and uh, so I had to come up here and give... I gave a little message, just a short message, because he wanted people to share. And I told Nate, before this all started, I says, Nate, any time a preacher gets up and says, we want to give you the opportunity to share, the hair sometimes gets on the back of your neck because you never know what people are going to do. I told Nate that. It was prophetic. Because we got down and I said, would anybody like to share? And all people are timid and they'd share. And then this one woman up front, I said, she raises her hand and she says, I would like to sing a song. And I'm going, oh, okay. <laughs> and she had this far off look in her eyes. I don't mind people singing, but when they have that far off look in their eyes, like you think, oh, my God. Well, bless her heart. She just started singing. And it wasn't, I thought there'd be 20 verses to the thing. And it didn't last long. And I went, Sigh of relief. I wanted to go, God. And it all worked out. And and this young lady worked for McDonald's, and McDonald's sent balloons. She loved balloons, this young gal that died. Colored balloons. She loved Disney. So we went through three Elton John songs. How many preachers had let three Elton John songs from Disney be played in a service? This one would. Because it's not about me. It's about that, that young lady and making sure the family's comforted. Brad needs to, where's Brad? Brad, what are you doing about all your usher today? You need to remember that. It ain't about Bradley and how well you preach or what you do. It's making sure the family's taken care of. And it all worked out so good, even though we had a, a song. So I'm, I don't expect me to be asking anybody to share for the next few weeks. I won't do that. But speak well of your enemies. And that's what I did was to try to speak well. And people, were, you know, got up and spoke well of this young lady. Well, what happens? Look at, look at Genesis chapter 50. We want to learn how we can deal with our enemy and how to bless our enemy. And the first one is to be able to speak well of. One of the greatest examples and. This is what with this whole blessing business is based upon is, is Genesis. We'll get to, hear, to that in a minute. When, when this blessing was spoken over Joseph and his two boys, Ephraim and Manasseh. Remember? We've been on that a long time. But look at this in Genesis 50. Do you remember the story of Joseph whose family sold him into slavery, threw him in a pit, sold him to the, the, the Midianite traders, and they took him to Egypt? He was in jail. Amen? Remember what this guy went through. He went through a lot. Genesis chapter 50. Let's look at uh, verse 15. 
Now, Jacob's died. Joseph is left. They've made a man, so to speak, with the brothers, the whole clan. Well, the patriarch dies, and then all of a sudden the brothers get nervous. They think, oh, God, Dad's gone. Now Joseph's really going to get us. Would you classify Joseph's family as an enemy? Oh, yeah. I mean, at least maybe they've spoken, you know, ill will, ill of you, but you have never been thrown in a pit and sold off to slavery. Do you think he had an opportunity to be offended? Do you think he was hurt? Do you think he was bewildered and confused? The man that had a vision from God. Sure. Sure. Part of the reason, though, I believe Joseph got himself into trouble, it was meant to be. I know God was instrumental in orchestrating all of this. But Joseph opened his big mouth. Hey, you know what? I had a dream. How many young Christians? I had a vision. I had a dream. What's that do? It just causes people to look at you like you're an idiot. You know, I got a dream too, but all you're doing is bragging about your dream. I don't want to hear about your dream. Why don't you listen to my dream? No, I don't want to listen to your dream because I got a dream, and it's bigger than your dream. See? So Joseph got himself in creating, you know, the circumstances he had to deal with. But look at this in Genesis 50. And I want to read because this is important. It says, when Joseph's brothers saw their father was dead, verse 15, they said, perhaps Joseph will hate us and may actually repay us for all the evil which we did him. At least they realized they did evil. Do you think there was some repentance? Oh, yeah. So they sent messengers to Joseph saying, they didn't go, did they? (laughs) So before your father died, he commanded saying, thus you shall say to Joseph, I beg you, please forgive the trespass of your brothers and their sin. For they did evil to you. Now please forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Now he could have said, "Uh you're in for it now. Dad's gone. I'm going to really let you have it. Then his brothers also went. See, they went. They did the right way too. And fell down before his face. And they said, Behold, we are your servants. And Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid, for am I in the place, am I in the place of God? And when you're dealing with your enemy, I'll say, I'll ask you, Are you God? That you can say, You're, you're judged. I hate you. You're in trouble. But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. In order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. Let me tell you something. If Joseph hadn't had the kind of heart that he had, he would not have had revelation of his vision or his purpose or the dreams. But because he had a forgiving heart, God was able to use him. Now, therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Now, is that a good example of dealing with your enemy? All right. If you and I can have that same mindset, and this is Old Covenant, you know, if we're, we're, we came up here today because Jesus is our Lord and Savior, because we want to be used of him, and we're not ashamed of the gospel. 
He wrote the words I'm giving you today. So, as he is, so are we in this life. We need to be loving and we need to forgive our enemies. Now, look, I want you to see the benefit of this. And I've read it to you, but I'm going to read it to you again. Look back a couple chapters. Look at Genesis 48. Genesis 48. So, you know, here it is. This is what, this is the result of, of, of Joseph forgiving his family. And remember, I say a lot of times your persecution will come within that inner circle of your family. How many have ever been persecuted by your own family for your spiritual stance, for who you are and what church you go to? Well, we see here in Genesis chapter 48, and look at verse, well, let's look at uh, verse 20. This is where the patriarch Jacob is blessing Joseph and his two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. So he blessed them that day, saying, By you Israel will bless, saying, May God make you as Ephraim and as Manasseh. And thus he said, Ephraim before Manasseh. Now look at verse 21. And then Israel said to Joseph, Behold, I am dying, but God will be with you. Boy, what a wonderful thing to hear. God will be with you and bring you back to the land of your fathers. Now look at verse 22. Moreover, I have given to who? You. Who's you? Who's the understood subject? Joseph. I've given to you, Joseph, one portion above your brothers, which I took from the hand of the Amorite with my sword and my bow. So I want you to see, because of Joseph's act Willingly, he forgave his brothers. He received a double portion blessing. Everyone say double portion. So, you know, you need to remember that. When you're cursed, when people come against you and persecute you, if you keep your heart right and keep it free from offense and don't allow bitterness to take root in your heart and be offended. Do you think there are people that have been offended with somebody for years? Oh, yeah. There are people that their whole life, they're consumed. Bitterness is like a cancer. It will consume you. But if you can willingly forgive and forget and make that quality decision, it says that you'll be blessed. You'll receive the double portion blessing. Walking in forgiveness and verbally expressing that forgiveness by speaking well of someone who harmed you will unlock that double portion blessing. So if you're here today and you've got some in your life right now that you're having trouble with, it would behoove you to do a, a you know, check your heart. That's what we came up here today. Jesus is your Lord. You want to be used by God? You can't be used by God if you've got unforgiveness in your heart. You've got to, number one, you've got to speak well of that person. You have to speak well of that individual. You can't just think, I'm thinking well. I'm thinking a good thought towards that person. You got it? I'm projecting it your way. No, you have to verbally. 
you have to open your mouth. You have to speak something. Because I'll guarantee you, I'll guarantee you, you will be in a position. You will be set up. You will be set up by the enemy. Because you'll get next to somebody else who maybe has dealt with that individual. And all of a sudden, that other individual will bring up this person's name. And they'll say, well, you know, so-and-so. Remember? Remember what they're like? And then you'll have an opportunity. Yeah, you know what that that dirty dog did to me? Let me tell you what that dirty dog did to me. And then pretty soon, is that speaking well? Is that a verbal blessing? No. I'll tell you what, he'll do it. Because I've had plenty of opportunities. You know what? I've failed some of them. Because I joined in with the rest of the group. And as far as I'm concerned, that's gossip. And there's not going to be a double portion blessing for you and I if that's the way we do it. Amen? I'm going to stop there. I'm like, Abe, I gave one point today. You gave one song. Because I believe I've said enough, I would hope, to make you think. You might be here today, you might say, well, I I don't have an issue. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. Wait till tomorrow. Wait till tomorrow. You'll have another opportunity. Amen. Let's stand our feet today. Everyone here? Heart check. What condition is your heart in? Any offense? Unforgiveness? Are you speaking well of your enemy? I don't know. You do. Get it right. Deal with it. Amen. Father, I pray for this body today. I call them blessed. Blessed spiritually. Blessed physically, mentally, emotionally. Blessed financially. Because they are not going to hold on to offense or unforgiveness. But they're going to make a quality decision to speak well of that individual that has offended them. They'll speak well of the enemy. They'll speak well of a family member. They'll use their words to build up and encourage. I thank you for that. And because of that, Lord, double portion. We have faith in you, Father, that you can bless us. And so I thank you for it. I thank you, Lord, because they've given so generously in their offerings to Mike Keys. They can expect financial blessings in the days ahead. As they've given, it shall be given unto them, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Thank you for business opportunities. 
Thank you, Lord God, for unexpected finances showing up on their doorsteps. For Thank you, Father, for giving them new avenues, new ways to produce finances for the kingdom of God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. They're also blessed. Their eyes are blessed to see the harvest of souls that are out there that have been unloved by the world nobody cares about. Open our eyes to see those people and do what we can to help them. So, Father, today I thank you, Lord. Your people are blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. If you need prayer for your body, I want to pray for Bev. Come on up here. She was in the hospital for too long. And I know you're on the road to recovery. Are you feeling better? Well, let's get our, get our um, faith out there for her today. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that infirmity is bound over, Bev. And, you, Lord, you said we could lay hands on the sick. So I pray for her today. Healing is in the name of Jesus Christ. So thank you, Father. Great revelation and understanding of not only Jesus as Savior, but Jesus the healer. So thank you, Lord God, for you said you would restore health onto her and heal her of her wounds in the name of Jesus. So thank you for that healing today. And strength to her body. Strength to her body. We speak strength and declare this day. As her days are, so shall her strength be in the name of Jesus. Everyone said, Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Praise God. Well, go out this week then and be a blessing. God bless you. Thank you.